Demon Detectives, Ghost Garrisons, and Tough Tournaments. We had Casey watch Yu Haka show, and we're here to answer the question: Was it a Kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, weave of all trades, and human fox demon calculating your every move, PJ. And me, your principal who has faith in even the worst students, Skylar. And with us as always is our brand new spirit detective, ready to jump on his first beat, Casey. Hey, hey, you, you, I think Avril Lavigne might actually be possessed. Casey. Now, I need you to clarify that. You can't just, like, move on from that. I agree. <laughs> Avril Lavigne might be possessed. You know, that internet rumor had started. Where she died and she was replaced. And that's why her music was so, like, drastically different and not, like, forced upon her by the media. Yes, that. But also, in her in interviews, she's so uncharismatic. She's Canadian. What do you expect? No, no, That's no. That's a joke. There are so many charismatic Canadians. Of course, there's so many charismatic Canadians. Shania Twain, Robin Sparkles, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega. Casey, she has Lyme disease. Give her some slack. She's allowed to not have charisma when she's suffering from Lyme disease. But Justin Bieber has Lyme disease too. Man, everyone has and Lyme disease. And he's a little punk ass bitch. Is, are, is Lyme disease only affecting Canadian pop stars? Maybe Canada. I almost said Canada. Maybe Canada has just like a lot of ticks. Interesting. There's probably other ways to contract Lyme disease, right? Just ticks are like the main way. I think it's just way. ticks. Maybe it's just the tick, the superhero. Maybe it's the tox. The ticks tox. Oh. The tick All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, with all of that and the episode title, I hope that you can guess that this week we are watching Yu Yu Hakusho as we continue through Shonen All-Stars Month. I could tell they knew because of my amazing Avril Lavigne reference. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, it basically looks like you could only get Lyme disease from ticks. All right, I'm done with that. <laughs> In case anyone was curious. If, if you listen to this episode, the proceeds to this episode will go towards um, Lyme disease curing. We'll do that. Which is zero dollars because we make zero dollars. No, that means Lyme disease owes me money. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Let's get the money back. There we go. See? We figured out a, a scheme. One of those uh, lawyer commercials that asks if you deserve <laughs> compensation. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a podcast that tried to give money to Lyme disease, but you don't make any money? You might be entitled to compensation. <laughs> Mesothemioma. <laughs> <laughs> I would only know that name because of that commercial. <laughs> Mesothelie, oh my. Let's move on from this bit. Oh. Damn it. I hate That's how pretty good, PJ. Are. That was good. I, I should specify to everyone on this podcast. I'm a little drunk this morning. I had I took my mom up for Mother's Day brunch. And I'm a little drunk. So everything's extra funny today. All right. So Casey, based off the name alone, what did you think this anime was going to be about? I'm glad you asked, PJ. The anime I thought was going to be about, I was just thinking about what we hadn't seen in a while. And I was like, what is something we haven't seen in a while? And I was like thinking, Japanese ghosts, scary Japanese ghosts. And so I was thinking, I was like, you know, I shouldn't keep my, leave my guard down. That's how Japanese ghosts get you. Like you'll be brushing your teeth in the mirror and that's when they get you. Fun fact, Japanese ghosts are the only ghosts I'm afraid of. And PJ sometimes has to be in the bathroom while I take a shower because I'm afraid they're going to descend upon me and take me while I'm showering. 
I saw the grudge. Yeah. You know what? I would say like there's so many things to learn from listening to our podcast. But one thing I've personally appreciated is actually understanding how scary Japanese ghosts are or any of these ghost animes. I've been pretty freaked out by some of these ghost stuff we've watched. Except for ghost stories. Except for ghost <laughs> stories, which, man, I love that episode. I, I mean, oh, sh- shall I say a, a Kawaii Desu Award winner for ghost most stories. cancelable moment? Yes. She's not just a ghost. She's also a bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> she's also an award winner. <laughs> well, I'm glad that our podcast and, you know, talking about those stories has helped you understand ghosts more. But did seeing this poster help you understand the characters more? So when I thought I was like, oh, it's not going to be about ghosts. I was thinking this is going to be about Dragon Ball Z. Uh, or like it just gave me Dragon Ball Z vibes. <laughs> what is Casey? I can't I can't get over the words that just came out of your mouth. <laughs> This anime that is not Dragon Ball Z, we just know it's not. It's gonna be a. Is this a Dragon Ball Z documentary? Is that what you're applying here? <laughs> no. I, I, what I meant to say. <laughs> what I meant to say was this anime is about Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it's about the people who were cut from Dragon Ball Z. No, I'm kidding. No, what I meant to say was like I'm getting Dragon Ball Z vibes. Like yes, it just Casey, like this whole month is shown in anime. Dragon Ball Z being the most popular shonen. <laughs> Well, then I'm definitely on to something. Because he has like a little orb thingy. Yeah, it's the orb thingy. God, Skylar knows my brain. And then you see the yellow light. It's more the orb. But yeah, let's go with that too. It makes me sound like I I have more of a reason. Thank you, Skylar. Yeah, it's definitely like, it's some sort, something about this makes me think Dragon Ball Z. I know it's not. I know this to be factual. When I'm not making fun of Casey, I'm your number one fan. Aw, I appreciate that. No, yeah, I think it's going to be like a super power, like it's Dragon Ball Z vibes, but I think it's going to be a super powered like civil war for control of the planet, like Avatar The Last Airbender meets Captain America Civil War, which I guess because my previous statement meets Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I don't know why, but in my brain, when you said Captain America Civil War, my brain for some reason heard Captain Planet Civil War. Captain <gasps> Planet, he's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> it's a war on the planet. Don't you think Captain Planet would be great friends with like AOC and Bernie Sanders? I don't know. It depends on which version of Captain Planet. Granted, so Don attracted Cheadle to Captain in planet. Captain Planet and Captain America <laughs> Civil War. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Fun fact, I've never seen Captain Planet. I've only heard lore. You should watch some Captain Planet so you understand the context and then watch the, I think it's either Funny or Die or College Humor, Don Cheadle Captain Planet because it's amazing. Uh, Done and done. That sounds like a place I want to go to, so I'm down. God, I love Don Cheadle. Well, let's talk about these characters though. Um, So let's start off with the red pompadoured guy in the back. First of all, that hair... Uh, is really intimidating. I don't know if you guys feel that way. When you guys see people with those like very serious pompadours, I don't know, something about that intimidates me. I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, it's typically associated with like street toughs, you know? Yeah. Maybe that is what it is. (laughs) You know, I didn't get to go to, I didn't get to go to a spa in Japan because my friend had too many tattoos and I was too- Has the tattoos, yeah. They thought we were part of the Yakuza or the Yakuza. Well, you gotta gotta go to one of the super nice hotels that has like, an onsen for each room, and then you can go to your own personal spa. Well, I mean, we're supposed to go together. Our next trip is literally... No, it was Shanghai. Never mind. Never mind. I just hope we get out of here at some point. But on that note, <laughs> yeah, this guy looks like the nemesis, I would just assume, because he's in the background. I couldn't decide between him and the black-haired guy which one of them would be the nemesis. They both look like maybe they're nemesises of the guy in the front. But the guy in the back looks more like something about the way he's drawn. If you notice, he doesn't have, like, the way his eyes are 
drawn are different than the guys in the front. So I thought uh-huh. he might be like a bully of some kind or like some bad guy, maybe like the big boss that's like at the end of this series that maybe the guy in the front's trying to get to. I don't know, but he's a bad Ooh. guy for sure. Then tell me about the one with the spiky black hair. This one, I, okay. And maybe the part of the reason I wanted to say the guy in the back had was well, the bad guy was because I thought the guy on the black hair looked so cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, he can't be the bad guy. I'm in love with him. He has a third eye. You can't be enlightened and the bad guy. Hello. I was just going to say, I was like, it's like he's simultaneously, because he's got a sword in his hand, so I imagine he's like a samurai, but also he has a third eye, so he's He's a Samur third eye. No, I'm I was literally about thing. to say that. So I he's love a it. psychic samurai. Yeah, which is like the dream. Who doesn't want to be a psychic and a samurai? You get to have both. So I hope that's what he is. I, I don't know. Psychic samurai. But I it Wouldn't you guys watch that show? My new that, favorite that show's show. That ready to go. Goodbye, Samurai Jack. All right. So tell me about this character with the long red hair. I was looking at the guy with the red hair and I was like, wow, he's got the same Rihanna colored red hair. Do you remember when Rihanna had red hair like that? Yeah. Yes. That was like... Iconic. I was saying he's got the same exact hair. And then I thought about American Dad, where Roger goes with Francine on this big ploy to get the perfect red wig, <laughs> which is like my favorite American Dad episode. Anyways, I went down a big tangent. But I think this one with the red hair, I, it was kind of androgynous. So I was like, is that supposed to be like a lady? I wasn't sure. But I'm assuming this is going to be like the sidekick character who basically might, I was like, if it's a girl sidekick character, he's a, she's in love with the guy in the front. If not, it's a sidekick character who like, I I like to think he's being friends with the guy in the front because the guy in the front's really popular and he's just trying to like be part of the gang. He's just like there because he wants to be like somebody. All right. Well, then tell me about this character in the front with the short black hair. I will just say, and I want to say this in a very delicate way because I don't want to be like perceived wrong. I would say that younger me would have been very attracted to him. Let's just put it that way. Cue that scene from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Is anyone else here getting a gay vibe? (laughs) That's me falling in love with him, younger me, younger me. But yeah, he looks super cool. Like I said, he doesn't he have like the same, is that wearing like an orange thing like they do in um, Dragon Ball Z? He's wearing a yellow shirt that the sleeves are cut off of. It is not a gi. Oh, okay. It's yellow. It's yellow. It's not orange. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also colorblind, so there's that. (laughs) What we don't know is Casey's actually only looking through it through Instagram filters, so it's like warped Casey colors. always puts on sunset before he looks at any images. Or Hefe. Oh my god, any of them. That's I'm like, you know what we could do better? Hefe indeed. <laughs> let, <laughs> let's saturate this let let's take away the saturation or, or oversaturate it. Just never leave it as is. <laughs> it's the ADHD. No, but I think he's um I think he's obviously some kind of like mystical warrior guy. Um, and basically he's just, I don't think he works on a team. I think he works for himself and like, he's got some sort of grudge mission, which is somehow going to impact everybody else. Quaid. Yeah, exactly. Like there's always like that one hero. He's like, I'm not here for everybody else. I'm just here for me. But somehow that benefits everybody that else. That character from like reality TV. I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. I'm not here to make friends. I came here to be number one. <laughs> it's always America's next hat model. Yes. Oh my God. I was thinking the parody of Survivor they did on 30 Rock called Milf Island. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, my, my prediction is. This is going to be some sort of mystical warrior Civil War planet show. 
Okay. All right. Well, well, I'm curious to see how much of that becomes accurate because we are going to take a quick break and we're going to watch episodes one and two of Yu Yu Hakusho and we'll be right back with Casey's thoughts on that. So stay tuned, everyone. All right, we're back. We had Casey watch episodes one and two of Yu Yu Hakusho. Casey, what did you think? I thought, first of all, I thought, damn, I should have stayed with my original ghost. Uh, like yeah when you were like actually it's not ghosts anymore i was like what a fool yeah i'm like damn it was a ghost but it wasn't to be fair i think in my mind i thought it was gonna be like based on the name like a scary ghost show and in the two episodes i saw i wasn't scared so i mean i will say and this is like just like a preamble we'll talk about this more once we're in it this is such an interesting episode one and two because i don't think it's like that indicative of what the rest of the show is at all Mm -hmm. really interesting Hmm. Also, I'm in like with the characters I've seen so far, like um, assuming all of these kind of more frequently frequent characters are like in every episode. Love everyone's outfit. That's a really specific like praise for the show. But like I find everyone to be so cool and stylish. Do you guys get that oh, vibe too? No, for sure. There's like this God, it's this guy on YouTube called Mother's Basement. He does like video essays and he did one on the called Shonen Drip, which is just about like how well dressed characters in certain shonens are. And like the at one point he's like, and you know I have to talk about Yu Yu Haka show. Everyone in this show just had drip on drip. Yeah. You know- what though i think that has to do with like how polished middle school uniforms look but it's not even like the middle just the middle school uniforms like everyone's outfits in this show are like killing it always mm-hmm. yeah oh my god it was beautiful i wanted to talk about like casey's other prediction that we made fun of him about where he mm-hmm. was just like is this dragon ball z because like while pg and i are watching it i have seen a lot of dragon ball z in like certain aspects and they do have like this underworld kind of scene where it is kind of like an office it is very kind of similar well because that's like the jet like the not the office setting but like the whole like king yama in the afterlife i think that's just japanese like afterlife yeah right so that's why both of them have pretty much like both of them have king yama like sitting at a desk in like a suit to some extent right type of thing granted in this one it's like yama jr i love it so cute but yeah no for sure there's like similarities culturally Mm. yes it's just the fact that they're both in an office setting. You guys, this is the Japanese The Office. I'm glad they finally made a version for Japan. <laughs> I feel like we're getting so in the weeds on this. Let's get through some quick housekeeping before we jump back into it. So Yu Yu Hakusho started as a manga written by Yoshihiro Togashi and ran in weekly Shonen Jump between December 1990 and July 1994 with 19 volumes published. Yoshihiro Togashi is one of my favorite mangakas of all time. He also did one of the other animes we're doing this month, as well as one of my favorite animes of all time hunter hunter and he is married to the creator of sailor moon what's her name naoko takeuchi right that's the sailor moon creator's name yes. yeah so yeah oh he has value in my heart now they're a shonen shoujo powerhouse couple seriously like they have wow. both like she created sailor moon he did yu Hakusho and hunter hunter like like that's just insane like that is a power couple naoko takeuchi yoshihiro tagashi power couple so pj do you think it's that one plot device where it's like two uh conglomerates are forced to marry to like make (laughs) one like amazing conglomerate i feel like if that were the case they would have put out more 
manga together but they don't and that actually makes me sad i would love to see them like collaborate on something because they have both they such like, interesting make takes. a studio uh we should also start to keep account on how many times we reference or just say the word conglomerate <laughs> i don't have the time lot. for that um <laughs> this anime was directed by noriyuko abe and produced by studio piero for fuji tv the series ran from october 1992 to december 1994 with a total of 112 episodes additionally there were two films three ova and over 20 video games. A Japanese live action series was announced by Netflix Worldwide, so we'll see how that one goes once we get it. Because uh, it's not American Netflix, it's not an American live action, but it's still a live action done by Netflix. Interesting. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm a little resistant on that because I, I like so much of the animation. Yeah, I mean... I worry if the charm will translate. Speaking of something we need to keep a counter for is how many of these animes are getting Netflix adaptations. Right. Oh, man, that's true. You know true. what would be like a good bonus episode? Episode, we literally like make Casey watch when the live action like he saw Full Metal Alchemist oh, like, well, we I've can watch the, the live action, action. FMA. yeah that could be something down the line I'd be down for that but before we get into that let's run down episode one two super quickly in episode one Yusuke Udameshi dies he pushes a child out of the way of an oncoming car and he relives he his did. day up to that point and we see that he has a rough home life and is a bit of a delinquent nonetheless he sacrificed himself and since he died too early a spirit guide named Bota tells him there's a chance for him to come back. Yusuke is sure everyone is better off with him dead, but he sees his wake and how sad the people in his life are to lose him, so he's determined to come back. He reaches out to his friend Keiko in her dreams to keep him alive and furthers the point by possessing his rival Kuwabara and telling her in person as Yusuke begins the trial to come back to life and that's episode one and two of Yu Yu Hakusho. Okay, so first of all love the absentee alcoholic mother. Yes. Oh, I, such a, I, honestly, I think they did a good job of like, because he's like a like delinquent and he's tough. You know, again, it's we've talked about this jokingly in the K-On episode where, K- where Casey was kind of joking about like the person that has like a good life, like looks like they have a good life, but goes home and like they have like abusive parents. But yeah, this is that like more of the actual like eight mile vibe of like a rough person but you can see why they're like that so i literally was like okay so he's a thug with a heart of gold the only thing missing is that scene where he's taking care of a stray kitten and then like the girl that's like scared of him like falls in love with him because she's like oh he's actually sensitive too bad keiko's just in love with him regardless I know, but she's right. like so into him. Everyone's so scared. I mean, he, and she's like, I don't know, he's fine. But then she's like, she's uh, she loves him so much. I love those like romances from the wrong side of the track. That's so fun. <laughs> I'm Scooter from the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, <laughs> from Laguna Hills. <laughs> Uh, if you guys have not watched Todd in the Bookie Period, highly recommend it. Oh my so good. Um, but Murphy. I will say, to kind of jump into something I was saying earlier, these two episodes are great. Like, this is like, I don't know, for me, I really enjoyed them. But it's so weird because, like, this this anime just goes in a completely different direction. But it's a, it's a natural progression, I will clarify. Like, it's not like they kind of just shift. But, like, the rest of the show, like, I mean, not, not to super spoil it, but, like, you know, Yusuke becomes, like, a spirit detective. And he's, like, helping put away, like, demons and ghosts and then it transitions to like a dark demon tournament like a fighting tournament so like it's this is so so left field from what we have right now right interesting i kind of got that from like the um opening tiles i was like because when we when i got time i got to the second episode i was like hmm there's a lot more happening here than what's been specified i don't know where this yeah. is gonna go <laughs> i'm happy 
happy you're paying attention though well i'm glad the opening titles show more of what it becomes because at least you get a hit instead of me being like yeah this fun like it's a wonderful life anime is actually about fighting demons <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! i would like to say like funny that like that kid wasn't gonna die so he completely died in vain oh yeah, oh, yeah. But also, like, such a waste how fast he accepted that he was just dead he was like all right okay and then, like, she literally had to, like, convince him, no, 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 like, you don't have to die, you know? Well, because, like, I mean, like, he had a rough life. He was like, yeah, it's fine. I think it's kind of, like, not to compare him to, like, obviously he has, like, a rough life, and he, but he, like, fights gangs and stuff. And he runs in a very, like, dark crowds, and people are scared of him. Like, realistically, you have a lot of people like that in society that have, like, rough upbringings, rough lives, and, like, run with gangs and stuff. And a lot of them say, like, I don't plan to make it past 16. I don't plan to make it past 18. Like, I know I have a, a, a time limit in this world. He probably did, too. Right. That's so dark, but also true, but sad. I, like, I mean, he had such, like, I mean, his mom was an alcoholic who didn't, like, gonna go to work, who didn't, like, invest invest in him the people like the authorities at the school like were not about it and then he also had to fight all these gangs and i can i tell you i it always like makes me so upset and like naturally ever probably everyone is but when like i see like the people who are like being bullied who are also like picked on by like teachers and administrators Adults? that shit drives me i was me insane. so mad drives me insane. i completely agree casey yeah no i it it sucks so much like because that's what Thank propagates God that for behavior the principal. the principal's the only one that can, like that is good that's why i liked like at the funeral when like those kids were being mean about yusuke because the kids were being mean about yusuke and then the teachers stopped them and were like hey don't speak of the dead and then they started speaking of him worse and that's when the principal's yeah. like you're being worse than those kids like you guys don't yeah. you guys are fucking trash like you guys trash. are trash don't talk about yusuke like that and then he goes and he cries and he's like you had so much wasted potential and like that's what breaks my heart and i was like that breaks my heart you saying that yeah yes all of our hearts shattered well and again oh like this gosh. is what i love that you know again it's very like it's a wonderful life so like how your death impacts the people around you because especially if you're someone like yusuke that feels like a burden to society like because everyone treats him like a burden up until he dies which that's a whole separate thing right but like yeah. you see his mom is so devastated you see all you know the principal is so devastated and you say kuabara who you know i was gonna say my favorite my interaction favorite is, is just Kuwabara, how devastated kuabara is just like is. the only person that challenges me is yusuke and i'm you know respect he it. respects him so much and he has that like i should like i don't even think he means this but like i should have been the one to kill you like you asshole get up and fight me again did anyone else really just want them to kiss because i did like all that tension between them I'm like please kiss <laughs> I don't have any tension I guess because I've seen more of the anime I don't see any tension between Kurobara and Yusuke there are definitely people Kurobara I'm like Mm, kiss there are people who are definitely like mm, yusuke kiss them but it's definitely not them too i i wasn't um looking for it but now that skylar mentioned it, i'm like sure i would like to see it i would like to see it <laughs> but you know speaking of kurobara like his reaction at like the funeral like i don't know i've i've been to a, like a good couple funerals i've never seen someone do the whole really dramatic like throw themselves towards the coffin dramatic action and i'm like i have i'm like one have you seen that's what i was gonna ask you is like have you seen that in real life because i have never seen that yeah I i've only been to one funeral i've had many family members that i've been to many funerals yeah see i've had a few family members but i was never allowed to go to funerals because children aren't allowed like children shouldn't have to be exposed to that which is like not great because like 
like, how do you like handle death later on? And grief, And yeah. I struggle with it today. I will say, yeah. like, it's just as awkward as you think it would be. Like, I don't know, sometimes in like TV shows, people kind of have that like, oh, I get it, like face, but no one in an actual funeral, everyone's like, um, can you tone it down a little bit? Right? Because like, and that's why I'm thinking, I'm like, trying to be sad. Right? Like, I always wonder, like, is that real? Like, like, did you see it on a TV show and you thought, like, that's how I need to express my grief? Right. It, it, like, or, and, like, you know what right, I mean? It feels performative. I don't begrudge. Like, I'm sure people do have that reaction and it's genuine for them. But also, like, I don't know, just as, like, a person in society, I know you're going through mourning. It's a hard time. But, like... Everyone else here is mourning too. And it just, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Mom, it's, it, is it mean to I say it's like tacky? I understand. Like, okay, let's say like you died and Casey, you're at the funeral. I know that we're what not doing wearing? a casket. Um, I don't know. You <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> a classy tie. Okay, cute. No, you wore a DBZ tie just to honor PJ. And I, I have one of those like those funeral like little uh, veils. Oh, so um, like I wouldn't throw myself onto PJ's coffin, but I totally foresee like me becoming weak in the knees and falling down a lot, like falling to my knees a lot with like face in my hands. Yeah. Like, See, that's understandable. Yeah, that's more normal. People like being devastated and crying and barely being able to contain themselves is normal at a funeral. It's the people who like throw themselves towards the coffin. They're like, take me with you. That's yeah. That's where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think Casey would really struggle to get me out of bed just in general if you ever die. That's when alcohol comes in. <laughs> Welcome to Kawhi Disappointment, where we, where we explore our own mortality and the effects it has on other people. Fun Thanks, fact, anime. PJ inspired me to make a funeral playlist uh, to play you <laughs> know, oh, at your uh, funeral. This is a big recommendation for me to all of our listeners. Make a funeral playlist and make sure someone you care about knows how to find it. Because I've been to funerals. I've, again, I've been to too many funerals in my life. But I've definitely been to funerals where I'm like, they would be so mad that this song is playing right now. The audacity of their parents their brother their sister to put this on their funeral playlist uh disgusting <laughs> not never anything bad but it's like they would never listen to this song so i took it upon myself when i was about 14 years old to make my own funeral playlist after going to an uncle's funeral and i have been updating it consistently throughout my life i know skylar took that on once we started dating as well making her own but you want people to play music that you want played at your funeral don't let someone else make that choice for you so if you were to explore my funeral playlist like on spotify it's so many soft instrumentals of like anime openings and endings <laughs> like i have three different versions demon of slayer <laughs> No, Neon Genesis. One's a piano, one's violin, and then one's piano and violin with a little bit of flute. I also have the theme song to The Last Unicorn, but like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, you know, Casey, this, get on I, that. I would say I laugh, but it is a good idea. And I can just see like, this is the song we wanted Casey. Casey would have wanted you guys to hear if I like, I'm not in charge of it. And it's like Chinese food by <laughs> Alison Gold. <laughs> Hey, if that's what no, you no, want to no. do, we, it's like, respect, you know? But, like, you yeah. know, I feel like if you don't make a funeral playlist, everyone makes the same funeral playlist, right? Like, Ugh, Danny yeah. Boy is Ave always Maria. playing. Danny Boy, you're going to get... I, oh, I mean, Danny some of them Boy. are good, right? Like, you can get Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. That one's great. Wind Beneath My Wings. Exactly. Casey and PJ, if you guys play Oh, Danny Boy, it better be sung by Catherine O'Hara from Shit's Creek. 
And it better be live. <laughs> Only one I'll accept. Um, also, I feel like if I were to walk into Casey's funeral, um, it's Britney bitch would start playing. Like, <laughs> that would be like the entry. <laughs> bung, bung, bung. Yeah, dun, absolutely. Dun, dun. It's, it's the whole Katy Perry Teenage Dream album on a loop. No, I'm uh, continuing to oh, speak about funerals, though. Can we talk about back to this anime? How weird yeah, it is course. that we established in episode two that his heart has still been beating this whole time? Yeah, uh, it's like doctors he's not dead you know like what dead means right like <laughs> what kind of quack doctors they got on this doctors. also i love that the way that the mom found out was because she like was looking at gonna go look at his corpse to like yell at him for leaving her but God. also i like this break because it's not like it's not like that absent alcoholic mom like haha i'm better off without you she's devastated and it's it's a pretty accurate portrayal of like a parent in mourning, oh, especially yeah, one that feels guilty. You could tell that like she's like, "Oh fuck, I wasn't there for you. Like, I'm so sorry. I miss you so much. How am I gonna go on without you?" Yeah, no. The way that everyone reacts to his death is very genuine, and I really like it. Yeah. I was say what I really liked about like the mom's like reaction. Just adding on to that was like, you know, I think so many times when we like when people die, they, like everyone becomes idolized, you know, and I'm. And, like, it is, like, good to remember the good about people, but, like, there's something, like, nice about just being, like, oh, well, they had their faults, too, but, like, which doesn't take away from them, but, like, let's remember how it is. And so, since, like, on her end, she's, like, kind of treating him so much, or seeing him so much better than she did when he was alive, but him as, like, the ghost side is, like, yeah, you were terrible. You know what I mean? Because even then, he was, like, he's probably gonna, she's probably gonna use this to, like, drink more, stay home more, do, like, get attention. And I think it's just kind of interesting, like, that dichotomy because I always think about that too because like uh, with people going to funerals being like oh my gosh I love them forever but in reality you know like that person hated them and or whatever you know what I mean yeah no for sure I also think it's super interesting I don't think the mom was like that though no I don't think she was either but I mean it's probably the perception he had of her just like it was a perception because again he felt like a burden to everyone he felt like an unimportant part of everyone's lives and the funeral was where every time like when he saw like, you know, when he saw uh, Keiko, he was like, she probably doesn't care. Oh, my God. Why is she crying? When he saw the principal, he's like, yeah, he's probably going to talk shit. Oh, my God. He, like, cared about me. Oh, my mom's probably going to use this to drink more. Oh, my God. She's, like, devastated. So, like, you know, it was all about perception. And I think that's what the point of that section was, which is what ultimately allows him to convince himself to go after the trial to try to come back to life. This uh, this episode made me question a lot about, like, talking to ghosts. Like, are ghosts real? Are they not like when he starts his like journey of trying to preserve his body and he's like trying to convince um, Kiko to like save him, whatever. I'm just like, oh, the dream part uh, when he like goes into her dreams. That was wild. But then like, you know, because like he like just stands next to her and is talking to her. But in her mind is happening in her dream. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I really like this. And I like that he can't interact right. with the world, but he was able to, like, wipe her tear away. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, scary fact. Ooh. I forget, like, which specific, like, culture it is, but if some people say if you dream with the dead, that dead person is trying to steal your body. Oh. They're uh, either trying to steal your body or your life essence, and you're, like, not supposed to, like, let them touch you, and it's just, like... Isn't that know, insidious? That's, that's, no. Is that Freddy? Is that no. Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> Neither. You're just naming <laughs> no. movies. You're well, like, they there's have similar. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> is it Jeopardy? 
<laughs> no, but um, yeah, like that whole thing. I did. I have thought about this since, and I, I even like, I was watching it with my boyfriend, and I was telling him like, like, do you believe in ghosts? Like, have you ever dreamed of ghosts? Like after that, I was all asking because I was like thinking about my dreams. Like, have I ever dreamed of a dead person? Which I don't think I have, which is good because the dead, I guess, the dead are just not interested in this body, but <laughs> or they do, they don't need me for any sort of like extra help. But I've definitely thought about it after this episode. Yeah, I don't dream about the dead often. I've I've dreamed about my mom before, but like just a handful times it's very rare anytime i've ever dreamed of the dead it's literally just been a memory like it hasn't been like a like oh this is a kooky like dream where like they're inserted it's literally just like oh it's me in my 10 year old body and i'm at easter dinner with my nana like and everything Mm. that happened that easter is is literally just the memory. That's so interesting. Yeah. I never dream anymore, so I don't get to appreciate this stuff. You do dream. It's not that you don't dream. You you just don't wake up during a REM cycle. Mm. You dream. You just don't remember it. It could definitely be some of these things. (laughs) I can't remember anything. PJ doesn't believe in ghosts, but I I don't believe in ghosts. But you know who does believe in ghosts? Kuwabara does. Because he (laughs) has intense, latent, like, ghost abilities. And he can always tell when there are ghosts around, which is such an interesting, which is such an interesting, like, character trait for him. Right. And that's how, like, because even when Yusuke or Urameshi, as Kuwabara likes to call him, is a big thing in the anime. Kuwabara just calls him Urameshi, but it's so funny because he has such an interesting voice, especially in English dub. So everyone just jokes that he's like, Urameshi! Jesus Christ. But uh, <laughs> when when Yusuke and Bota are behind oh, okay. him, he can feel it. And so, like, you know it's not fake. And that's when Bota's like, well, he has a strong psychic connection to the spirit world, so you can possess him. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's a shame, though, because he could have been a much better looking person. Do you remember when I got in trouble for mentioning Pazuzu at Thanksgiving? Yes, I do. What's Pazuzu? Pazuzu, he's a demon. He's a demon in mythology, but he's a demon specifically from The Exorcist. The one that uh, possessed Linda Blair. That is so funny. And that just this like, of course, Skylar would get in trouble at Thanksgiving dinner for bringing up a demon. (laughs) I literally like because we were talking about the exorcist (laughs) and I was telling uh, everyone how like just that flash of his face like scares me to this day. Like the whole movie doesn't scare me except for that one frame. And then I said the name and my aunt was just like, how dare you say his name? We can talk about it, (laughs) but don't say his name. You're going to invite him into our house. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious maybe he shouldn't have such a fun name i'm sorry <laughs> you always have really f- you always have really fun family dinner stories skylar <laughs> like the time my stepmom dropped my dad off on the side of the freeway my mom brought that up today <laughs> I'm not they just don't think she always brings that story does. up my that is my mom's favorite story of all time. I think I could tell her I'd won the lottery or like done something where I like cured like the common cold. And she'd be like, Do you remember that time Skylar's mom dropped her dad off the side of the highway? Can I just say I love Casey's like limiting of his own ability in his like wildest dreams. Like he could have said cured cancer. Nope, just cured the common cold. Hey, no, that, that would be, be a huge that would be deal. a huge deal. It would, right? But he mm-hmm. still could have cured cancer instead. <laughs> Or AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm in, uh, why is it got to be AIDS, Skylar? Why is it? Wow, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> we don't have a cure for it. <laughs> and it's Good. a devastating thing that kills. I have an uncle that died from AIDS. <laughs> is it because you said AIDS because I bought the I, that red uh, iPhone 12? What? <laughs> Ed told me, he's like, 
Um, he's like, great, babe. You bought the red iPhone. You cured AIDS. I'm like, whatever. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because you know, red, like it donates, like it's like a company. It's like red. It's like a nonprofit and all the iPhone, anything Apple that's red, there's other companies too, but red, when you buy the red version, because it's like the red version, it donates part of the money to like AIDS research or something. Yeah. I remember this being a big deal back in the day. I didn't know they still had them. Okay. By the way. Just ha- I want to bring this up too about the about this episode. Can we talk about? There's no transition for this, by the way. I just want to get into it. Botan is like Kiki's magic delivery girl. <laughs> She's both a magic girl, but Kiki's delivery service in all in one. Uh, well, I mean, she is a little Shinigami, and uh, I mean, I she's pretty classically represented so i think the only reason why is because she's on a broom i'm gonna stop you right there what's a shinigami or whatever you said a shinigami they're like people that guide people to the afterlife like souls to the afterlife yeah she even says that she's like you know i'm like a well she says like a spirit uh spirit guide in the translation but she says like i'm a shinigami you might know me like they might know me in the west as a grim reaper right i hope when i go she's the one that takes me she's looks fun she yeah. sounds like star starfire by the way from teen titans i don't know if you guys thought that too <laughs> it's a- she sat like listen to her voice for real sounds like that if there's any um inuyasha fans the creator of inuyasha has another show called rene and it's all about shinigamis and it's hella funny i highly the only shinigami it. i know are the ones in death note also if you're a shoujo like fanatic uh full moon the other most popular, like Shinigami. But coming back to this anime, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I also really like when Kuwabara, at, well, like Yusuke as Kuwabara is able to like super easily convince Keiko that it's him. And they like, they have that very tender moment before he like leaves. And then immediately she's like, she realizes that she's not hugging him anymore and she slaps Kuwabara. Yeah. And he's Ugh. like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I love that uh, her parents threw him out because they thought they thought it was just like a sick joke. Well, because they also like I like that they really liked Yusuke too. Because like when he comes in his cool bar and he's like, "It's me, Yusuke." They're like, "You're not Yusuke. <laughs> we love Yusuke. How dare you?" Those oh my cute God. little surrogate parents. God. Can we talk about the part where Yusuke, he's like, I got to get Kiko to remember it's me. So what can I do to get her to think it's me? And he comes up and grabs her boobs. And it's, but it's, I mean, it's very telling of his character, right? Like that's how she would know him. And I think like, obviously, you know, he's like growing and he's like, well, but what would really remind her of me when I was alive still, right? Also, oh my gosh! Not to jump away from this because, like, problematic, but like, Yusuke grows. I love. I think it's so funny that Yusuke is on such a strict timeline as Kuwabara, and he just can't go more than like ten feet without someone trying to fight him. Fucking seriously! Oh my god! Seriously, yeah, he's so unlikable. Every time he beats someone up, everyone's like, "God, Kuwabara's punching like Yusuke did." (laughs) They sense it. Oh my god! I would. I wish it would have been like he had punched someone. He's like Yusuke. <laughs> Is that you? What happened? It's like that one guy was like, "Wow, he's punching as hard as Yusuke." What? What is this? <laughs> what? How? That's so specific. Like, how many people are you? Is punching you in the face that you can remember a certain person's well, punch? Yusuke's the strongest in like the town. Yeah. In all. So like he's they're a just like, dang, that hurt like a Yusuke hit, you know. That's just true. Which, like, it's I branded. mean, that's why, I mean, Yusuke really is, like, such a prime candidate to go into this whole, like, demon detective arc 
a, you know, tournament arc stuff because he is that strong. And, you know, what makes me sad, obviously, as always, I feel like is every episode, Um, you don't get to see any of, like, the rest of the cast. Yeah. You obviously get to see them more as you go along. But, like, the just to at least name off the ones that you saw in the poster. So you obviously have Yusuke. You obviously have Kuwabara, which are the two that you know. The black-haired spiky one is Kie. And he's, like, such a little jerk. Like, uh, but he's so fun. Like, obviously, he's part of the main gang. None of them are antagonists. They're all, like, part of the gang. And he's super short, but, like, it's not really that big of an issue. But he wears uh, a white headband because he has, like, an evil eye in his in his head. And he is supposed to be, like, a villain. But, like, Yusuke makes him, like, be like, oh, I guess humans aren't all trash. Mm. And then Kurama's way more interesting because Kurama's, I mean, Kurama's super sick. He's the one with, like, the red hair. But Kurama was a demon fox. That's why he has the same name as Kurama from Naruto, mm. the nine-tailed fox demon. And he escaped like the hell dimension, essentially, and made it to the human world. But the way he did that was by escaping via an embryo. So he was <laughs> oh then gosh. born as a human. And that's how Kurama came to be, who's essentially... So he is he's Naruto. He's kind of Naruto. So basically he's Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, that's why I brought it, bring it up. I was like, Kurama's kind of Naruto. <laughs> but he, what I love about Kurama is he fights with, like, a rose whip, which is just Ugh. like my boy so from sexy. Knights of the Zodiac, who also fights with a rose whip. Oh, my gosh. It's like Catwoman means poison ivy. Yeah. But yeah, there's yes. the rest of the gang. There's so many other characters. Like you have Botan. There's uh, Ken, uh, Kenma Jr., who you already meet. But there's so many fun characters in this. And like, if you hopefully you'll see some of them in the clips. But if you do end up keeping watching, there's a lot of people that um, you know just to meet in this show. This, this is this is so. I, I mean, imagine I can't imagine what their like outfits look like just based on the first ones. <laughs> <laughs> the outfits really got me this time i i was like i would wear that yusuke outfit if i was yeah. going to like a con or something gosh but i think i mean with that i think that's all i wanted to talk about with this anime as of now i would like to say that this is a very recurring theme for me this month where it's like i know about this because it was always in the background of what i was watching while i was waiting to watch a different anime well mm. i will say like i didn't even super watch Yu Yu show growing up like it also kind of was a background anime for me and just as i got older it would come up a lot more as like, wow, what are the best shonen anime of all time? And even like one of my very good friends, Dane, like it's his favorite anime of all time. And so like, Ooh. that's what made me really be like, oh, I guess shout I should check Dane. it out. Yes. Shout out to Dane. Very impeccable anime taste. But that's what inspired me to watch and it. Like I, I wasn't like a, I didn't grow up on Yu Yu Hakusho as much as I kind of grew up on every other anime this month, but I definitely kind of got a late later in life appreciation for it. And I highly recommend uh, while watching this, eating some, uh, 7-Eleven Slurpee flavored trolley gummy worms that you have to find at certain 7-Elevens is fantastic. It really oh, brings up the show. Oh, those are so good. I had them because we were at 7-Eleven and Ed had brought them up the first time we hung out. Yeah. And I bought two packs and I just devoured them. They're so good. I was eating them while I was watching the uh, this anime and yeah, they were really fantastic and I didn't believe they were real, honestly. Oh like God. ghosts. Like ghosts. <laughs> and I think with that free ad for Trolley Slurpee Gummy Worms, I think it's... Sponsor I, us. I think we can wrap up this part <laughs> of Yu Yu Hakusho and jump into the music of Yu Yu Hakusho. Ha <laughs> ha! 
So let's talk about the music for Yu Yu Show. Let's start with that opening song. That song is Smile Bye by Matsuku Mawatari. Casey, what did you think of that opening? On the first episode I heard, I was like, eh. And then the second time I was like, no, no. Okay. Now that I feel like I've captured the vibe, I'm all about it. I thought it was like a really fun, poppy, like breathy like song. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I Yeah, I agree. It's very 80s. So fun. It, it really sets everything up like it gets you prepared. Yeah, no, I I mean, I love it so much. It's definitely one of my, like, not top 10 even, but like top 25. You know, it's up there. And I think, you know, you say 80s, it gives me more like maybe late 70s vibes. Because I feel like it's it's a little disco. It's like a little like songy disco. Yes, but I, I guess for me, I have a very specific 80s vibe that I went That's with. That's fine. We will get to that when we get to that. Let's move on to that closing right. song then. That closing song is The Homework Doesn't End by Matsuko Mawatari again. I really like that outro. I found it to be really fun. And this gave me a... Uh, it's funny, PG, you were saying the intro gave you like a... 70s disco vibe this gave me a late 70s vibe also for this particular song this one too i mean i you'll see when i go into my uh, my artists but i went very same genre same era for both of them mm. i really enjoy this outro i think it's really good the it's a little like funny to me like i love that it's called the homework doesn't end because like you know it's like that reminder that this like started in school (laughs) but like it's also just like the work never ends i don't know it's fun i like it that the lyrics speak to you exactly again (laughs) it felt so 80s to me but it was fun i loved it It it's a good time all right well it seems like we all have some idea of what we want to do for this section so let's jump into it what modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros casey why don't you kick us off for that opening song smile bomb so funny enough you guys skylar said 80s pg said 70s this one i went in a completely different direction because i had a very specific song and artist that reminded me of this Song. Ah, pulling a Skyler, I see. I know, but you need the song to have the context because the rest of this artist's songs don't sound the same. I get it. Yeah, this one sounds like to me "Breathe" by Michelle Branch. Do you guys remember that song? I do remember that song. Oh, I don't okay. like yeah. super agree, but I do remember that song. <laughs> I will take that. <laughs> but yeah, it, to me, it sounds like it's like breathy and like like summery and like poppy. I don't know. Like that's kind of what I was thinking. Like about for me, I feel like Michelle Branch's voice is a little bit like of a higher register, but I still think she would do a good job. I think she could do it yes. for sure. I think Michelle Branch could cure the common cold. Just <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Skylar? So I chose Pat Benatar specifically, like Love is a Battlefield, because oh, I... it's just got that like epic feel and it just, it gets me so fucking I don't pumped. hear that I love at it. all. I think we all heard different things for the intro. <laughs> I feel like this is the first time where we're all just on a completely different page with these intros. Because <laughs> usually we're at least like somewhere in the same genre or something, but today we are like all like somewhere else <laughs> right. i do think pat benatar like could do it but i don't hear it for this don't worry i'll make you sit through i it still later. will disagree <laughs> I, i've heard love is a battlefield i have heard music before yeah i just feel like you haven't heard it recently i have i think i feel like this is a donna summer song well we are all over the place <laughs> i had considered donna summers but like but you I just, just wanted one to other wrong. person what no no no. like literally because i i narrowed it down to three singers and like donna summers was part of that but i just didn't go with her i um we all are on different pages on this song <laughs> completely <laughs> different pages but right. uh, since we are all on such a different page let's see if we can rind ourselves back in with that closing song that song is homework 
homework doesn't end. Skylar, why don't you kick us off with that one? So like, at first I was like, well, do I just want to phone it in and like, you know, because it's the same singer. I was like, no, I had chosen three people and I chose Taylor Dane, specifically Tell It To My Heart. Oh, I love that song. Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah, 100% agree with that. the only one. Love that. I was going to choose Taylor Dane for the beginning song as well, but I think she just fits the ending vibe so no, much I completely better. agree. Totally. Casey? What I chose was, I wrote, this is kind of specific, but I wrote like, it's Fleetwood Mac, specifically a dance version of You Make Loving Fun. Like something about like the We have to remake a song to make this work, but it's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, regularly You Make Loving Fun would work, but I think if, if it was like, this sounds just like a dance version of that to me. Instrumental-wise, it kind of clicks for me. No, I still agree. The prompt is, who do I think would do a good job? Fleetwood Mac, if they did like a little bit more dance. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Which kind of happens in their like Tango and Night album. Anyways, go ahead, PJ. I kind of went... I, I agree with Skylar. I could have gone with the same artist. I feel like Donna Summer, we could have still done this, but I did want to go somewhere else. I went with Sister Sledge. Ooh. Wow. Now, specifically, PJ, what song? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All of Sister Sledge's discography. <laughs> I got really excited for a second because I was like, because <gasps> I was, li- but I, it was wrong. I was thinking the, I was considering the Pointer Sisters and I just connected the word <laughs> sisters and I was like, PJ was on the same level. I'm glad that we were a lot more on the same page when it came to the closing song, which is, I think, yes. a great place to take another break while we have Casey watch some additional context, see some additional clips, and see his final thoughts. So stay tuned for that. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. PJ here, thanking you as always for listening to our podcast. We hope you're enjoying It's a Wonderful Life, the anime. <laughs> Honestly, it really is wild how different the show becomes. I still can't get over it, but I really do like where it starts. In any case, I just wanted to pop on here to share some info about your favorite podcast, which is most likely ours, and if it's not, it will be soon. Don't worry about it. So, by the end of this month, all three of the Quiet Disappointment gang will be back to full-time employment. Casey and I already are, and Skylar is soon to join. This is all great news for us, but it does mean aligning our schedules may get harder and harder. But rest assured, we will do everything in our power to get you a new episode every Monday, though it may sometimes be slightly delayed, seeing as I'm our editor and I have the most sporadic schedule of anyone. (laughs) But you can know when those delays occur by keeping up with us on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at kawaiidesupod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. Special shout-out to Mind of a Monkey on iTunes, who left us a five-star review, who thanked us for our great pacing, good segments, and loves the Josie and the Pussycats references. So that's definitely a Casey fan. <laughs> Tune in next Monday as we set sail for the Grand Line in search of the ultimate treasure as we have Casey watch One Piece. You won't want to miss it. Now, back to the podcast.
All right, we're back and we had Casey watch some additional context, see some additional fights, some additional spirit weapons. Casey, after all of that, what do you think? You were definitely right about how far it goes from like the original like core of what this was. Like, I mean, obviously it has the same core character, but yeah, it's like worlds away. Literal worlds away, yeah. Literal worlds <laughs> away. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a very different anime as it goes along. And it, I will say like the progression feels fairly natural. Like, you know, it goes from him being dead to going through the trial, coming back because he knows about the spirit world, he becomes a spirit detective. You know, his dealings with those demons leads him to make enemies and allies, which leads into what you saw, you know, so it's it's a progression. Right. The more context I saw, the more I was reminded of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> well, again, I mean, it's all it's all shown. Yeah, right? like shonen have very identifiable tropes they're all different right like this is still very different from dragon ball z like tone wise even the fights are very different the powers are very different but i mean like what's a shonen without a tournament arc you know yeah and let's just be honest it's dragon ball z no i'm just kidding (laughs) it wasn't like specifically just like the power-ups and like the spirit like bombing-esque things it was more specifically for me the backgrounds like yeah the weirdly kind of floating tea looking um like platforms of land like really reminded me of a lot of like landscapes in dragon ball z that's where like it reminds me of it most specifically i i felt that too so tell me then with all of this that you guys saw casey did you end up with a favorite character yeah, uh, my favorite character uh, was, without a shadow of a doubt, Botan. I just thought she was cool looking. And it was like, I've never seen this Grim Reaper style character before, but she's like a magic girl mixed with a Kiki's delivery service. So I guess it's a, I wouldn't, def- you know what I mean? Like that kind of vibe. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. I, yeah, Bota's great. I love Bota. What about you, Skylar? I'd say probably Kurabara. Lit. I love Kuwabara, and he has a lot of growth throughout the series. Right. I would also like to say, though, the English dubbing of him literally kind of killed the character. I hated it. Hated it so much. The English dub for Kuwabara is, like, very famous in the anime community. I could say it was for very being annoying. Well, I mean, like, he's, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't find Chris Abbott's performance annoying. I mean, I'm not Chris saying the, the voice actor. Chris Sabbath. His performance. I don't find his I don't I don't find his <laughs> performance annoying at all. Or I mean he has like a very different voice and like I mean I think it's interesting. I don't think it's like great, but like I, I think it is what the character needs. Like, I don't know. When I think of Kuobara's voice, I think of Chris Abbott's interpretation of it. I'm just laughing because I thought you said Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, He's also wow, the voice this is of like- Vegeta and All Might in the American dubs. Wow. Chris Evans is so attractive, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. He's all right. Uh, he, Skylar has bad opinions. Chris Evans is Is this why she hot. married me? Because she has bad opinions on what's attractive. Chris Evans is so hot. I have no words. That does bring it full circle to a Captain America prediction earlier. <laughs> this was Captain America all along. Uh, my favorite character is Kurama. Because I just, I love the aesthetic. Again, apparently I'm a sucker for characters with like rose whips. Is what I'm learning between this <laughs> specific. and Knights of the Zodiac. <laughs> Because, I mean, Kurama, yeah, Kurama's my favorite character in this. Design-wise, personality-wise, I love Kurama. Right. Skylar, you and I better get started on making PJ a rose whip for his birthday. Ooh, super fun. As a rebuttal to Casey's Chris Evans, I'm I'm just more attracted to Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> 
and Paul Rudd. Oh, Paul Rudd loves sex. He's very attractive. Paul. Universally attractive. He's, He's so universally funny. attractive. Paul Rudd, if you're listening, comment below. Well, with all of that, we have your thoughts. We have uh, your favorite character. It's time for the question that has haunted man since man first gained the ability to think. Since conscious thought first plagued our minds, one question has lingered in the brains of every living entity. Casey, would you keep watching Yu Yu Hakusho? Yes, I would keep watching for sure. The, I, while I am trepidatious, uh, because I think my like joy of this came mostly from what I saw in the first two episodes and this like detective role he's about to go on. I think I would worry that like later on I'd be like, well, why did they keep doing the detective thing? I like the detective thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I understand it has to it has to grow and like has to change. But I just feel like for where it goes, it looks so different. I would just be a little like trepidatious. But based on what I've seen, though, I still like enjoy the core characters and uh it's fun. Awesome. I love that. That is a kawaii success in the book. <laughs> you love to see it. Gosh, yeah, no, I, I thoroughly enjoy this. The The progression is a little jarring, especially when I was re-watching episode one and two for this. I was like, oh my God, this is so different. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm excited that you are will- you would be willing to go through that transition. And uh, yeah, I love that kawaii success in the book, which means... It's time for America's most favorite segment. Is there an AMV for that? AMV, anime music videos. Is there an AMV for that? All right, Casey, you know the rules. Give me a song and artist for Yu Yu Hakusho. You know, a story of a man who was left the world too soon, left behind loved ones. Only song that makes sense to me to make an AMV for this would be Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers. (laughs) I think they should have added a pottery scene, um, but I digress. That's so funny. Uh, You know what's so funny? I like did get like ghost vibes when he was interacting uh, as Kuwabara. So I totally see where you're going with no one else does though because there are no AMVs. Devastating melody. AMV people. That's our first fail in a long time for you on the AMVs. (sighs) Yeah. Sometimes I think I know them. Sometimes I think they don't. You know, no one has a good sense of humor for AMVs. And I think that's what's missing here. Here, here, here. I'll try to save it for zero points. Check out for PJ. I kind of went the same direction as Casey of like, oh, he's dead. But I want to like. The song that kept coming to mind was Remember Me, or no, Centuries by uh, Fall Out Boy. Oh, anime people. Yeah, they probably I was love, like, Remember yeah. Me from Coco? <laughs> Woo! I thought she was trying to do I Will Remember You by Sarah I was about to be like, Skylar, I'm going to preemptively give you zero points. But no, if you're going with Centuries by Fall Out Boy, that is, that is a full three-pointer out there. <laughs> Skylar, save the day. It's a phantom three-pointer. It's a phantom three-pointer. <laughs> well... Let's see if we can make it a Phantom Four-Pointer. This has to have one. <laughs> Is there an AMV for Yu Yu Hakusho to Evanescence Bring Me to Life? If there's not one for it's this, I'm literally quitting this podcast right now. <laughs> Again, at this point, you should pretty safely assume there's like a certain era that pretty regularly pops up. There are exclusions. But for sure, there are many, many AMVs to Yu Hakusho. Yu Hakusho goes through some very dark periods. And, you know, just in general, Shonen, if you're a fighting Shonen and there isn't in a Bring Me to Life and a Linkin Park AMV, what are you doing? Especially with, like, characters constantly dying and literally coming back to life. Like, he did that in the first two episodes. 
I know, he but literally what it's ever about. I know, <laughs> I know. know. <laughs> but I think that's a phenomenal point. Why is there not an AMV of him, you know, literally trying to come back to life? Come on, AMV community. <laughs> Honestly, I was a little shocked that uh, Centuries was even an AMV because it was. A, I felt it may have been a little too modern. Yeah, but Yu Yu Hakusho has a lot of staying power. Shonen anime in general have very long lifespans in terms of their fan base. That's good. That's good. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not super surprised. And there were definitely some. I will say a few of them. They just instead of being like you know Centuries AMV Yu Yu Hakusho, they were like Yu Yu Hakusho. Remember me for Centuries? Like. <laughs> Oh my god! That's neither here nor there. We have a Kawaii success in the book, a Phantom four pointer, and with that, I think that's all we have for you guys this week. We hope you had a good time, a spirit time, raw raw spirit time, a finger guns that actually kill people time. But in general, just a great time listening to this, like we had recording it. But yeah. until <laughs> next time, I've been PJ. I've been Skylar, and I'm ghosting you. Just kidding. We had some fun today here on the podcast, but Lyme disease is a real thing. So go ahead and rent some Lime scooters so we can help Avril Lavigne. And support Avril Lavigne's And his double. name is Casey, because he never says his name. All right, oh, yeah. bye, everyone. It's Casey. Bye. Bye. <laughs>